0: Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 24th, 2022. Uh, let's see a little update on me between the episodes. Uh, I was just hanging out, minding my own business, and homie invited me out to come to Northside, so I did. And it was fun. Had a good time. Uh, I will say I have a nasty habit. Of wanting to like be a social smoker So like smoking cigarettes and stuff With my friends like bumming them off And That tends to really Fuck me up the next day on my throat Like drinking wise I can usually You know hit a nice steady Buzz or whatever Be good have a good time Wake up the next day generally good But like now my hangover is definitely like My throat just being like So Not a big fan of that not enjoying that but that's life. Uh, hopefully I will be at 100% sooner than later. Uh, drink-wise, full well, food-wise, there really wasn't much. I made some food at home before I went out, sadly. I was definitely dreaming of, like, chameleon. But, you know, it is what it is. But drink-wise, I had just, like, a bunch of, like, PBRs. I had, like, a high life. We'll say a beer I do enjoy and recommend is, like, anything that Three Floyds makes. Very good, very tasty beer. It will get you fucked up. You drink a few too many, which I like. So you know it's nice. You just get one and then just drink like trash beers the rest of the night. It feels really good. So we have some news though. I wanted to get some highlights in here, some updates. Starting off with monkeypox. So that's fun. Yay! Yummy. <laughs> Got this uh, from the Guardian. Monkeypox declared global health emergency by WHO, or the WHO, as cases surge. So this is, what do they call it? A public health emergency of international concern, which has like an acronym, which I think is kind of weird, but I'm going to get it in terms of just like wanting to make this nice and concise. But essentially, it's just showing that this... Is becoming more of an issue. It's becoming more of something that needs to be dealt with. Sadly, even though we do have a vaccine for monkeypox, there isn't like enough of it for how like it is spreading. So that's not good. Globally, there have been sixteen thousand and sixteen cases of monkeypox. 4,132 of which were in the past week, and that is according to WHO data. And it is now in 75 countries and territories, and there have been five deaths. So the low number of deaths is the good part. It is uh, definitely making it less of, like, a severity, but it doesn't mean that that doesn't make it a bad thing or make it something that we really should be worrying about. Now, sadly what kind of comes with something like this with how it spreads cuz it spreads from close contact, intimate contact. Also, you when you have monkeypox like the symptoms are like you get like a really bad flu, really massive like flu-like symptoms and you also get these lesions that form on your body. Like pus-filled lesions, it's really gross stuff, really not fun. But a lot of, I feel like what's coming with this monkeypox outbreak is a lot of fighting stigma. Initially and, and constantly, when it comes to talking about this, it's almost become like a hand in hand thing where they go, "Well, it's mostly in men to men contact, so it's like in the you know the homosexual community." And that's kind of been like, quote unquote, the focus of it, which, I mean, I understand because that's what the data is showing. So I understand why you want to focus the out, like um, the outreach, you know, kind of spread awareness and stuff like that. But this is also spreads to anyone. It's not just, you know, gay men who are having to deal with this. It's just that is the data that is kind of showing the fastest spread. Now... You know, there's also been cases where is, you know, is infected children, which, you know, makes sense because kids are being kids, you know, until they realize how sick they are, you know, then they kind of stop. So it is one of those things where, and it also has, you know, infected women as well. So it is a global thing for a reason. It's not just poor African countries as well. It's not just gay men. So, you know, it's definitely something as a... You know, as a global society, we have to be on the lookout for and you know, taper crossings for. I think that they said rolling out of like a new vaccine. They're not like a new vaccine, but there's more of a vaccine that is effective. Is going to take some time, so you know we're kind of left to our own devices as of right now. But just wanted to talk about that. Start off, spread some awareness, do a little updating. Uh, Next, I want to talk about a fun, kooky, cool character, Steve Bannon. Uh, He is a fucking alt-right asshole piece of shit. Uh, He was an advisor to Trump. I mean, maybe alt-right maybe is not the right term, but I feel like it is. I feel like it's definitely, like, a vehicle he uses to spread his filthy little message. Uh, He definitely pumps out a lot of propaganda, a lot of conspiracy. It's his brand. Now, he was an advisor, like, actually, like, you know, appointed um, White House strategist to Donald Trump, but he was fired, but he maintained and maintains correspondence with him, and a lot of times they will just have a lot of conversations and talks now he initially had tried to say hey you guys can't sit me down because the January 6th committee was trying to sit him down to talk about his involvement in January 6th like what did you have to do with it and he's like well you can't sit me down because I have executive privilege so with that I can't tell you anything that I've talked to Donald Trump about sorry whatever talk to you later bye but he was fired by him and that like there was just like there's years of difference between when he was fired and then from january 6th so it's this doesn't hold up at all and then not to mention too that i he probably isn't even protected in that way even if he was up until that point but he was trying to milk that trying to hold off not trying to do it so you know, he winds up in the situation that he's in now where he was, you know, has criminal contempt charges and the jury did not take long to convict him of these charges. Now, there are two counts of criminal contempt, one for refusing to appear for a deposition before the panel and the other for refusing to produce requested documents. Each count carries a minimum potential sentence of 30 days and a maximum of one year in jail, as, where, as well as a $100 to $1,000, like, fine. So, that's, you know, something. I mean, to me, honestly, I would like to know that Bannon's at least in jail for a little bit. I mean, that's like a petty flex, but I just, that's what I want. Uh, the money, though, I mean, this man's got cake. He's definitely caking out the ass, for sure. So, he's not hurting for that. But... He does plan on appealing. Uh, He said he was like, you know, he he put on like a strong front or face about it. Like, hey, you know, I I appreciate the jury. I appreciate the court, judge, blah, 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 like, you know, for doing their civic duties and stuff like that. But they they do plan on appealing. So I don't think it's going to get overturned. We'll see. And, you know, we'll definitely see how the sentencing goes. It's definitely crazy, though, that like the day before he Bannon has his own podcast and he just goes on this rant saying all hell is going to break loose tomorrow it is going to be moving it's going to be quick this is not the day for fantasy this is the day for maniacal focus 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 we're coming right in over the target okay this is the point of attack we've always wanted which is like, that's just that's just an insane rambling rant. And then to know what happens the next day is, you know, the whole insurrection bullshit. It's just, it's highly suspicious. It's really fucking odd that this would just happen on a lark that you say these things and then boom, like, Steve Bannon is not a prophet. There's a reason he was saying that stuff. It wasn't on accident. And most likely it was used to hype up people for January 6th, you know? So... Uh also though I mean Bannon towards like the end uh or like towards like coming into this trial cuz trial went really quickly but he was definitely saying like oh no we were trying to play ball we were trying to cooperate which is like no dude like this isn't this is a clear cut thing you were told that you needed to come for this deposition and you didn't show up you fought it and you fought it and you just didn't come so you know now it's happening Uh we'll definitely be posting on it of course and some other news, got this from Yahoo News. Also, the other one was from Yahoo News. Uh, no other side source, I believe. Uh, let's see. At least 17 Democratic lawmakers arrested outside Supreme Court during abortion rights protests. So this got a lot of headlines because a lot of the members, like the Democratic members who were arrested... We're members of the squad, and that is like an all-woman group in the House leadership that are like very progressive, fight for like progressive rights, advocate for that kind of stuff. So AOC is a big name there. Alexandria o- o- Ocasio Cortez. Been a while since I pronounced that. All, uh, and then also what is it? Um, Ilan Omar. But, you know, there are other members as well, and let's see, uh, was it was a Catherine Clark uh, from the representative of Massachusetts, but essentially they were arrested for blocking traffic, and I mean, it's going to be like a misdemeanor thing, it's not going to be like a major um, situation, but it definitely did grab headlines. I know Tucker Carlson had a big segment on it where he like laughed maniacally, like some child like he was so hype and amped about it but then he was like also like railing her like like you weren't even like actually like arrested you were like detained they didn't even like handcuff you and you had your arms behind your back like it was such a big deal and it's like dude why are you you choosing this slant like it's just it's so weird i i mean i, I do understand that Tyler carlson does things that he he says the things that he says to like rile people up so that's kind of the point but it's just such a weird angle to take, and I don't know, Just it's just clown behavior. But, you know, I guess he, he treated it like it was a dub. Uh, let's see, we do have a quote from Clark, Catherine Clark. The extremist Republican Party is determined to take us back in time and take away our rights. I refuse to stand on the sidelines as their rampage continues. I am furious and heartbroken, and I will pr- proudly fight for our right to abortion and all of our constitutional rights. They can arrest me, but we won't allow them to arrest freedom. Now, I kind of got a little bit ahead of myself ran into this article, but all of the, 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 this protests and everything that's happening is regards to the Roe v. Wade situation being overturned. So, you know, they were protesting and, you know, because they were on the street and it was impeding traffic, that's why they were arrested. Now... Obviously, these kind of things, you know, in the moment, they don't change anything. They don't move the chains. But essentially, it's at least an effort. It, you know, keeps spotlight on it, keeps awareness up, which I think is good. Now, the House did pass something to try to protect abortion rights in response to everything that's going on with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Granted, I don't think that's going to actually get anywhere in the Senate, So that's why it wasn't a main article for me, a big talking point for me. It's just like, you know, uh, they also did try to codify same-sex marriages and stuff like that. But, uh, of course, a bunch of nasty-ass, gnarly-ass Republicans didn't want that either. So, you know, kind of more of the same. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of this behavior out of Congress because they are going to respond to what has happened, you know, with the supermajority that is in the Supreme Court, uh, and naturally they're just they're just not productive at doing anything progressive for the people. You know, it's it's just been it's been clear cut and proven. But just wanted to talk about this, bring it up. Um, other than that, it's not like it was like a big thing. I, I think it's 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 kind of sad that we have to do these kind of performative things in politics to keep. The ball moving, hopefully, in a direction that is going to, you know, make things better for us. But it is what it is, right? Now, in some, uh, this this is a story that the one I'm about talking about next. I didn't expect, it just crazy title. Um, I mean, it, it's very subtle. I mean, this is Reuters; they're gonna be professional about it. But Hyundai subsidiary has used child labor at Alabama factory. And I, I read that and immediately just, I had to click. I stopped what I was doing. I was like, wait, child labor in the U.S. in 2022? Like, what? Like, so, essentially the rundown here, this happened in Laverne, Alabama. And the subsidiary company is called Smart. And essentially they like are a part of Hyundai Motor Co. Uh, Motor Co-, Co company. And they... Um, supply parts for the Korean car makers assembly line. Uh, So, oh, and the assembly line I believe is in Montgomery, Alabama. But essentially there, underage workers are potentially have been known to have worked there as young as 12 years old. So that's no good. That's really crazy. That it just takes me back to like a time like before obviously I even existed where it's like we had like kids like getting into fucking little things like oh well you're small enough you can get in there go go on you know you need to you need to feed your family so go for it <laughs> Um so naturally this isn't fucking good it's really terrible it's really gross but I guess it's kind of one of those situations where people you know fill out the thing and say they're 18 and no one really runs enough checks on this and sadly this is like one of those situations where the company i believe is exploiting migrants who are in need of work who are you know doing the best they can to survive every day and now also in this article because it the the children that have worked there were migrants i believe from guatemala like it was like a family uh one was 12, one was 15, one was 14. And they don't have any of the names because uh, Reuters uh, says, like, we didn't want to actually post the names of the minors, but there was an Amber alert for the 14-year-old. She had went missing, and the father, who is uh, Pedro Tizi, uh, you know, they were all looking for them. They were concerned. They weren't going to school. They were, they were working the plant, but essentially... You know, after that, they went missing. This and made headlines, so that's kind of how we wound up here. Now, Smart has denied the allegations. They said, "No, these people didn't work here. That's not that's not what we do. That's against our practices." But they are going to court for it. So, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, Smart in a separate statement says it followed federal state and local laws and denies any allegation that it knowingly employed anyone who is ineligible for employment to me though it's like and they, they talk about a former employee who went up and talked to one of the girls and asked like how old are you really and they told her and it's just like clearly everyone in that like in that Hyundai, you know plant knew what was going on. They saw this person was like, yeah, this is a child. This is literally a child working here next to me. This is this isn't right. So, I mean, I understand we are living in hard times. Getting work, find you know, having proper employment to make sure that everything keeps going, the lights stay on, that's important. But the idea that you can cut corners to that extent that you aren't checking in are enforcing these kind of things is barbaric. It's fucked up. So it definitely got my attention. Um, I There's some more here. Let me look through. Um. Yeah, I, lo- I love how they have to, like, talk about it. It's like, Alabama and federal laws limit minors' age under 18 from working in metal stamping. Like, 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 duh, dude. Like, that's <laughs> generally across the board. Like, you have to be an adult. Like, and even so, like, could, <laughs> could you imagine a 16-year-old? Like, you're, you barely have a license to drive and you have to handle all this fucking stuff in a Hyundai plant? That would be wild as fuck to me. But let's see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about here, out of this article, it's a bit long, but, like I said, it just, it definitely got my attention, I want to talk about, it It doesn't mention anything about any, like, like, a legal part or anything like that, but I kind of imagine that maybe some people would be curious about it, but, um, I definitely feel like the focus isn't that, and it shouldn't be that, it's regard, it's really just about the exploitation of people, like, it's it's crazy, it's fucked up that you're taking advantage of, of people who need money and you're saying, yeah, you can just have your kid work here, no worries. And it's like, what? No, that should just not be an option. Like, no, no way. Uh, it does say though that um, the kids aren't working and in fall they will be going to school. So that's at least like a good part, a good ending to this. Uh, I If I hear any more about like any of the trial, any of the fallout from that, I will definitely... Throw it up on this podcast. Um, And I think that's it. We drank enough of that milkshake. Let's see. Some more from Yahoo News. And this is from Yahoo Sports specifically. Longtime WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon announces retirement from company amid misconduct allegations. Now, we've talked about this before. It's a bit of an update. Now, he had said he had left. He was saying, like, he might come back after the investigation is over. Until then, his daughter was going to be the president, going to be taking over the helm, or CEO, I should say. So, that is where we had left it. We had talked about the allegations. Um, It's a lot of money between, you know, people who are on staff, also wrestlers and stuff of that nature, just a lot of gross stuff. You can definitely, if you would like to read the article, get into more of the little bit of the details, it's there. Um, ooh, excuse me. But as of this week, Vince McMahon made it official that he is retiring. I kind of assume that as everything kind of came to light after the investigation kind of continued, you know, yada, 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 blah, 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 it just made sense. I mean, the man is 77 years old. It it it'd be time. It'd be a good time to pack it in, as any honestly. So, uh, don't really even want to say happy trails. There's a a lot about Vince McMahon is not good. I understand him as a face. I understand him as like, oh, this is kind of like a brand, and he's kind of holding it together. Blah blah blah. blah. It remains to me see how like what the future, the fate of WWE is going to be without him, because so much was riding on him. But uh what is it triple h uh, what is his actual name um what is it paul levesque which i was like oh, okay that's a little bit more fancy than i expected from triple h but uh he is vince mcmahon or he is stephanie mcmahon's husband and he's going to be returning to his role as evp of talent relations with the company uh quote from him I look forward to returning to my prior position as head of talent relations. I'm healthy, fired up, and ready to take charge. So, cool, cool. On that, I guess, whatever. Not the hugest Triple H fan, but he's okay. Um, A couple of moments uh, were not highlights for me from him. But, you know, he's he's big and burly. And, uh, what is it, DX was kind of cool. So, I definitely remember having the shirt um, and being like, yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah, actually, at the time, I was still very Christian, but yeah, adios, see you never, but yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that's more or less the end of that chapter for McMahon, unless some, like, big revelation comes, I imagine from here on, we're probably gonna be talking about what Stephanie does with the company, and, or with the brand, see what changes, hopefully changes are better, that would be nice, but time will tell. Now I wanna close this off uh with something that I I read it and, like the article or the headline and I was like, ugh, this is gross, this is nasty, cops fucking suck, of course. A cab, but um yeah. Wanna talk about it, get into that before we headed out. Mm. okay. Got this from Yahoo News in USA Today. Yahoo News really pulling through. Mississippi police chief fired after leaked audio captured racist rant, him bragging about killing 13 people. So this is a story that takes place in Lexington, Mississippi. And it's a small town, but... Chef Sam Diamonds, uh, he was fired Wednesday after the city board, city's board of aldermen voted to oust him in a session that lasted more than an hour. The vote came after a former officer leaked a recording of a conversation he had with the chief in April. The officer who goes by the name of Lee Hooker, or Rob, I'm sorry, Robert Lee Hooker, I do like that name, uh, gave, Uh, gave the secretly recorded audio to Julian, which is a civil rights and international human, or civil rights and international human rights organization. They released this video. um, And now this is a small town. It says, what is it? small city of 16,000 and, or 1,600, sorry. And about... 60 miles north of Jackson, Mississippi, and 80% of the city is black, which, you know, obviously is a big deal when you have a police chief who is racist, blatantly. Uh, He talked about killing 13 people, one of which he said he shot 119 times. So that's awkward. Those are weird stats to bring up. Now, he also said, I think, some of these, like, things, like, it was in regard to, like, protecting the officer he was talking to, which was Hooker, and apparently Hooker had been fed up with the, the police, you know, division department he was working in, and he quit But then he tried again to come back, and then he realized that, no, this shit is not good, it's probably worse, whatever. And he tried to confront the police chief, and it just didn't get anywhere. And I guess either in a series of conversation, or that conversation, he recorded it, and then, you know, moved that information. So, I mean, just some fucked up shit. It's some small shit, though, which is kind of, I guess, sad in its own way. That this is not even really a blip on the radar. Like it's something that it fell down the pike to me. But that's because I have a lot of news funneled to me all the time. There are other cases. uh, I know something I kind of fell off the tracks about. But uh, what is it? Derek Chauvin got another, I think like 20 some odd. It was like another federal um, charge. And this wasn't about George Floyd. But he essentially got more time added on so i mean good that he got more time but fucked up that it's literally a whole other thing where he was being you know a piece of shit to another human being that he's supposed to be protecting and serving so that's fucked up also i believe thomas lane or just who was another one of the officers who was involved in the george floyd thing i think he got like two and a half years or some shit um so, yeah. Not fun. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit off here at the end. My bad. But um, thank you for sticking along. Thank you for hanging out with me, putting up with me. Uh, I hope you've had a good weekend. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope I see you soon for some more good news. And I love you very much. Goodbye. Mwah.